Okay, so twenty three awards. How many do you think I picked correctly in the uh, in the Oscar pool this year? Uh, out of twenty three. Twenty. You got twenty oh, out of twenty three. Wow. Okay. A very good year. Yeah. Yeah. I know what's up. Um, even though I didn't like any of the movies. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you also still- believed that uh, Everything Everywhere was going to win a lot. I did believe that Everything Everywhere was going to win a lot. I understood why it won. It won slight, like, you know, Best Supporting Actress was one of the ones that I missed, and that was one that I picked up that I didn't see coming. Um, really? Interesting. I had uh, Banshees of Inish here and Lady winning that one. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, which you also hated. Yeah. <laughs> which I also hated, yeah. Um, I, you know, I get it. I get it. I don't agree. I don't think I think it's nonsense. And uh, I, honestly, I was kind of heartened to hear that a lot of the older factions of the Academy were, were in on that as well. Uh, but I always like the performances. So the fact that I won a bunch of acting stuff, I'm I'm fine with. Um, and it is sort of the right sort of blend of popularity and prestigious lookingness for Oscar. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think it. Uh, I, I can see why one. You know, uh, it, it 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 shattered some glass ceilings doing so, um, and so I'm happy about that. And uh, and I, I thought it was a pretty good evening on the whole, despite the fact again that there were mostly bad movies nominated, even the ones that were quote unquote good. Right. <laughs> Anything. Um, you like was there like are you feeling like maybe I really should see All Quiet on the Western Front or you know is Boy, there, was there any- uh, <laughs> honestly I that that is one of the ones that the way people talk about it I wonder if it might not be worth watching I I on the other hand like I just can't really fancy myself spending God knows how many hours watching a war film in german like i just well i just don't like what what new can a world war one movie based on a novel that we all read in junior high um well exactly and so even though like there is a there is a real sense of like wonder and incredulity from people who saw it about the job that was done you know i hate to doubt them uh it's I don't know. I just don't know that I want to spend my time that way. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, All right, should we jump into uh, stuff we had to watch this week? Oh, you know what? Before we do, shout out to Lance Reddick, man. Oh, Um, man. Yeah. Just read that news. If you're a fan of John Wick or, of course, the Wild, you're a fan of uh, Lance Reddick. Um, He is so young. Yeah, man. And, you know, the brief thing i read was like they haven't you know they didn't specifically say a cause of death but they did say like they believed it was natural which is just like who knows and what a bummer and he you know it's not like he's certainly publicly been suffering some long sickness he uh you know is on instagram like within the last couple days it's it's Ah, boy, you know, everyone hopefully gets to live the experience, I guess, of as you get older, more and more people 
just by the nature of the world that you are cert- certainly are aware of, but also like have some attachment to die. Mm-hmm. Just keeps yep. happening folks. And it's going to continue to happen. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on to happier notes rather yes. than death is coming for us all. Well, are we? I don't know. I guess it depends where we start. I wonder what you think about some of these things. All right. Well, I guess. Uh, well, I don't know, actually. What, what the happiest of these things, I guess, sort of has to be Ted Lasso by default, right? Um, it's, it's, inter- it's interesting. Uh, it was not I, the happiest episode of Ted Lasso, I'll tell you no, that. No, I guess that's what you would think, right? But we're in a strange yeah. place with Ted Lasso, and not only was it not the happiest episode, which, look, um, it's not a show that's been 100% cheery, although the main character is committed to positivity. Um, beyond the... Look, I, I can respect the a show that talks about some things, wanting to talk about mental health in the sports world. I think it's a, a worthy topic to take on. I wonder whether they're actually interested in truly exploring it. Um, but I guess we'll see. I think they may be. I mean, it sort of it seems like they're hinting at Nate having some uh, some panic attacks lurking uh, beneath it him, right? definitely seemed like that with his whole spitting thing. But that's sort yeah. of been building. Like, that's not out of nowhere. Um, I guess I would say, however... <laughs> And again, I I would I'll be interested, and in, and obviously I'm going to watch the whole season. But I, I I'll be interested if they do something new and interesting around mental health and sports. Like that is is an interesting and worthy topic. I it, it, I'm just not sure it's why I watch Ted Lasso. And well, I, and I would I would add quickly that I'm glad you brought up the Nate thing because I, I don't quite know how to say this because I do want to be as like respectful i'm not going to have a lot of sympathy for that character at this point because his like cartoonish heel turn has been a little much for me altogether mm. Mm. i like, kind of uh, only... i kind of enjoy his descent into sort of ego and you know what i mean um i just th- i just think it is so over the top like he it went, is a little, I'm not going to deny that, but it doesn't mean I'm not enjoying it. Okay. You know, him, yeah, sure. him putting people on the dumb, dumb line. And I mean, that uh, was a little funny just because it was so bad. Um, yeah. But it, it, it's but. Yeah, I don't know that I'm just not sure the character totally holds together for me at this point. Like he just went from so quickly from literally being of no value to anyone as like a disrespected kit man and the people he like turns pure evil against the everybody who propped him up into anything more than that after after two uh strategic suggestions um right it is a little bit weird to the right because in real life you know, he you know he might get a job offer from West Ham, and I think everyone everyone would be thrilled for him, right? Like, oh, you should take that. Yeah, you know? and and beyond that, like, he probably wouldn't get an offer from West Ham so quickly. 
You know what I mean? Probably, probably West Ham not. would be hire would be hiring someone who was not a kit man a year and a half ago. Um, <laughs> I mean, Mikel Arteta is the closest thing I think to. Uh, um, I, I guess the Nate's level of experience, right? Sure. sure. And his the one thing, the one little tiny thing he has over Nate the Great, the Wonder Kid, is he played in the league? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at an extremely high level and for a long time. <laughs> and then was an extremely successful assistant for a couple of years, right? <laughs> like, like it's not. It's not – I mean, and none of this is real. They hired a football coach, for God's sakes. But but it's even somehow more absurd than the construction of Ted's original hiring. Um, you know, I mean, look, you know, we've watched the Amazon series uh, All or Nothing and whatnot. The real football teams have dozens of coaches and development people and medical staffers talking to players all the time. So, like – None of this is particularly realistic, but there is a sort of lovable truth to most of the characters that I just think is absent of the Nate character at this point in his, uh, you know, over the top heel turn for me. And and because so little of the rest of the show is in a happy place right now, uh, you know, it's not that it wasn't funny. There are definitely some really great laughs and some really clever, funny, subtle stuff as well as I expect from this show. But largely it was not <clears throat> the level of happy that I came to know and love from Ted Lasso. And well, maybe I think I'm being you, unfair. I, a little bit. I think maybe, I think if you think about the, um, the the show the, sort of being about this idea that relentless niceness and positivity uh, really can win in this world, you know what I mean? Then I think you you really have to throw some dark things at it to sort of test that thesis, right? You know what I mean? Totally. And even even within this episode, right? Like there's that idea of like you know Nate has uh, you know talks a lot of shit at the press conference, quite literally, um, and uh, and, and how is how is Ted going to respond to that when, when you know, his boss is really looking for, for him to come out swinging, and he comes out swinging essentially with relentless nice, niceness, right? Uh, and finds a way to make it work for him, right? So, yeah, uh, um, you know, that's that's sort of the show it is that you know and love, and I think maybe going to this dark place is is a way to a test the realness of that theory, but also to just add some sort of. I don't know. Like, it would just be weird if Ted was this weird, happy guy all the time. You know, like, yeah, the, the, I think the, you're right. You know, I think, you know, it, yeah, it may just be that because I'm not a fan of the Nate character at this point, I am sort of uh, dreading the idea that we're going to have a season full of him as like this, you know, evil foil uh, that I don't enjoy. Yeah. All right. I don't think. I don't think. I mean, look. I think Rupert is ultimately the evil foil here, right? But I yeah, don't. Yeah, probably. But I don't. Uh, I don't think that's going to consume the whole season. Because yeah. only because this is the last one, and be weird to sort of get out on that point. You know what I mean? Right. This was season three of eight. I could. I could see it. Sure, you know sure, what I mean? Sure. That makes sense. So anyway, mostly it's good. It's still Ted Lasso, and uh, it's it's a uh, you know it's not an unenjoyable watch at all. 
Yeah, look, if you were excited for this thing to drop, like nothing, nothing is going to change your mind in, in the first one for sure. Not at all. I'm just nitpicking. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, so uh, you want to talk about Last of Us? Yeah, yeah. That was uh, uh, quite a season of television we just witnessed. <laughs> I think like, it really was, and I think you know I'll say again what I've already said that like I. Uh, initially my initial judgment was way too fast and harsh because they really put together a hell of a i mean ostensibly zombie show i guess it it certainly has a couple of zombies um and it certainly has the result of a zombie uh a zombified america uh that being said it really was different than almost any other zombie show i can think of um, you didn't see that much of them, and I don't know. It was very. It managed to 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 paint an incredibly bleak, harsh, and and you know post apocalyptic, horrifying picture of the world, um, without being as cartoonish as most zombie things end up being, even the good ones. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, look, I think the show obviously did a lot of things, right? You sort of have these bottle episodes or, yeah. or you know, uh, heavy flashback episodes or whatever. But what it always was was I feel like was emotionally grounded with with these two people and telling the story of where they've been. Well, and, and using and them to tell the story. Is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, using them essentially to tell the story of what the world is now, right? Um and it's, it's 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 like a heartbreaking situation <laughs> that the world is in, um, and I don't know what's next. The end point of the season. I mean, and I, and I think this is where we have to spoil, right? Um, so a spoiler alert. For yeah, seasons who... seasons run through. We're kind of recapping it, so uh, yeah, yeah. This is where we spoil it. Um, he has essentially murdered out the entire idea of who and what um, Ellie is and also just any plan to use her to save the world, right? Yeah. Well, look, I, I think pretty clearly, right, the fact that she asks him to swear that the Firefly story is true and that he's he does – Yes. She's going to find out that that's a lie at some point, right? That's, well, that's... you would assume so. And honestly, at that point, I'm not sure why he bothers lying. Although, obviously, we I think the implication is that he does, he believes, as the woman he just murdered said to him, that given the choice, Ellie would have sacrificed herself to save the world. Um, I... I mean, I assume that's why he lied. But, but... At this point, she's anyway. Whatever, whether she finds out or not. What now? What you just go back and live with? What's his face? Your brother. What it sounds like. And, <laughs> I mean, and, it sounds like that's what they're going to try to do. And you live out your life and die there, and and there's no attempt to save the world without killing Ellie. Like I don't know. It's it's a strange endpoint 
but I guess anything can happen in, in, in a world that's been torn apart by the existence of zombies and there's raiders and there's settlements and there's psychotic, you know, murderers turned preachers. Um, it's a weird, wild world. And those bottle episodes you referred to, I think there are two essentially specifically bottle episodes, I would say, right? The, the one with Nick Offerman and uh, the one with the girl from euphoria uh, the little sister yeah and i don't even know if that one i would even call a bottle episode so much as a just kind of a flashback right well it uh, was pretty much the whole episode though the flashback right and so i mean it. in a way it it became a bottle episode about something that had happened before the events of this series take place and something that was obviously very meaningful to the events of the series, uh, uh, an origin story sort of for Ellie, um, but an origin story, not only uh, practically and logistically, but also emotionally in a way. Um, and I thought that was those two episodes, both of which essentially were love stories, right? Mm -hmm. I thought they were just as good as any other episodes of television I've watched this year for sure, which may not be saying much yet, but, uh, really tremendous work by everyone involved. Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting. I'm like looking at the ratings for the show that the, uh, the, uh, last few were basically doing double the audience, uh, at the start of this, um, uh, which is a pretty good sign. We're going to have a, quite a few more seasons of this to go. So, yeah, well, uh, I, I mean, I think word got out that this is more than just a plain old zombie series. Yeah, uh, and I shame on me for judging it too harshly and too quickly. Have you played the game? Um, I think I like dabbled for a an hour or two at one point in my life, but I have really. not, and I don't know much about you know the plot of the game. I'm wondering how how much of this we uh, uh, how much how much of the game story we've already explored. If you know yeah. if much. Um, and if that's a guide for where we might be going, I do yeah. not know the answer to that. Um, so yeah, um, I did think it was interesting that Ellie's mother, uh, in this episode was, uh, one of the main voices in the game. I think, I believe she played Ellie in the game. Really? Yeah. So there's lots of little, little beats like what that. A I weird guess coincidence. The other guy in the game was one of the, uh, one of those terrorist dudes, uh, not a uh, terrorist dude's maybe the wrong word but like the people that uh the group of people that were trying to get ellie to join them one of them was the voice of the of uh joel in the game and joel Which murders group him of people like the, <laughs> the military group or the uh the one with the with like the preacher who's vital yeah with the violence in him yeah that one that group interesting yeah I thought it was interesting. There's lots of little Easter eggs for fans in there like that. I'm just not one of those people. Right, so. me neither. I will say <laughs> uh, the the like level and remarkable faculty for murder that that Joel has does remind you that you, that you're watching a video game to a degree. You know what I mean? Like that's. Yes. That that he is, he is ba like he is. Granted, it's an apocalypse world. It's a different type of story. There's a lot more to it, but he is John Wick level ass kicker. 
the action sequences all play like video games, I feel like. Yes. Um, and I don't think that's an accident. Yeah. Yeah. But it is it, – it makes for an interesting contrast with some like really heavy acting that's happening in between. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's quite a contrast. But I enjoy it actually. Yeah. No, it's different. It, I – Honestly, that's the, the 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 perhaps the biggest positive I can say about this show is it is rather unique. Yeah, hundred percent for all the ways in which it is obviously like many other shows from a from a general perspective, the actual execution and the the thing you spend your time with every week is a, a pretty unique show and really quite good. Yeah. Look, I'm sure all the people that made Walking Dead are quite satisfied with their lives and where things went. But man, if I were them watching this, I'd be like, uh, yeah, we blew it maybe a little bit. <laughs> well, and look, those first few seasons of Walking Dead were also quite good. Um, they weren't quite good, but I the the, the non killing parts of Walking Dead, uh, right. I just not compare with you know no. non killing parts here. So yeah, that's true. Um. All right, let's talk about Luther. Uh, well, that's Luther you know. It, by the Sorry. way, it's that's that's because it's it's not TV. It, it's HBO. Oh, right, right, right. Of course, of course. Yeah. I'll get. I forget. Or is it HBO Max featuring Showtime or something? No, that's. I'm, I'm getting getting my streaming services confused. Yeah, it, it, it's like Max sometimes. Max. <laughs> Max. Because I think yeah. it's what used to be Cinemax. It, yeah, sort of. Anyway. I think that. By the way, I think they're looking at rebranding that again with all the Discovery Channel content coming in. So that'll be interesting and weird. I, I um, don't understand the economics enough to know why they messed with a, a great thing because HBO Max was probably my favorite of the streaming apps, um, and they're just taking stuff off it and screwing with it, and it's just going to keep getting weirder and weirder. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Hundred percent about those are all financial decisions. Every single one of those. Yeah, I so. just don't understand why that would be a good financial decision. So anyway, um, I don't know. Just I just hope they keep it lined up. Yeah, um, <laughs> the movie, <laughs> the Luther movie, the Luther. Uh, Andy, Andy Circus out there cooking, man. Cooking. <laughs> and and Idris Elba as well. <laughs> Idris Elba doing his thing. Um, I the the hair on Andy Circus was really something. Yeah, um, sure. Generally, I I guess my my shortest possible review of the Luther film would be uh, there is nothing that distinguishes this from a, an episode of the television show Luther besides its length. Uh, you know, I haven't seen enough of the television show Luther to, to be able to verify that, but it okay. checks out. Checks out for me, sure. Uh, so then, yeah, that you know, I don't know if that helped or hurt your viewing experience. I do not mean that to be dismissive or insulting. I enjoyed this. It was as, about as good as an episode of Luther. It was not something other than an episode of Luther. It was just a longer, you know, more involved episode of luther that included a prison break um, i'm gonna guess had slightly more famous people yeah i suppose that's true cynthia revo anyway 
Yeah, you know, Andy Serkis is a pretty big deal now, right? Yeah, in his own oh. way. I mean, how many? I don't know how many times he's been number two on the call sheet. You know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> he certainly has a niche that he's uh, of with motion capture stuff that he is the probably the number one guy. Um, but he's still like. Uh, by the nature of motion capture, a lot of times doing side characters. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was uh, he was villain in an Avengers movie, right? Like that's pretty, that seems like a pretty big deal. I don't know. Yeah, he was like a a lesser villain. Yeah, he was never like a big bad, but he was like a lesser villain in in a few Avenger movies, I believe. Um, and you know, he's Gollum. I mean, he's I'm I'm not saying he hasn't had a tremendous career, but He's not someone you think of as like a, a second male lead in a, a film. Yeah, all right, fine. Right? I mean, am I being crazy? Shout out Andy Serkis. Love his work. He was he was <laughs> totally he was a great villain in this. I thought uh, that he was that he was. Um, so yeah, I quite enjoyed it because I quite enjoy Luther. It is dark. It is brooding. Um, it is like sort of in the tradition of, I know less about British TV, but certainly in the tradition of American uh, sort of cop who's forced to constantly break the law because the law doesn't let him get the job done, which is an established American, uh, you know, crime slash action genre. Uh, All all the Die Hard movies, for instance, um, or 24 or what have you. So so it's it's that type of story, but darker and, and more brooding. And I enjoy it. Yeah, look, it was a, it was a, you know, if you're looking for like a hardball detective story, this is, it does a great job of that. I, it's hard for you to imagine that I'm going to even remember this movie in in four months, but yeah, um, I mean, but I didn't right. have a bad time. No, <laughs> you know? but, and like, how many episodes of Twenty Four do you really remember? Um, None. Yeah. None. But you answer. watched it, right? Uh, I watched the first season, and that was pretty much oh, it. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I watched a lot of seasons, and I still barely remember anything specific about it, other than Jack Bauer's constantly forced to break the law to get the job done, um, <laughs> which is what Luther does, and that's why he goes to jail. Uh, anyway, the point is, if you liked Luther, you'll like the Luther, Luther movie, but you probably already did. <laughs> there you go. Okay, fair enough. I, I'm not going to argue with any of that. Um, all right, let's talk about Top Chef. Um, I, I feel like uh, last night's episode was a, a bit of a wake-up call for me. Uh, and I'm wondering if it's for you, too. In that I feel like if you went into this kind of like I did, thinking like, oh, Buddha – and the chefs that we've seen and that we know are going to kind of come in here and wreck things. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel like this one disabused me of that notion a little bit that like these internationals are all very good. I mean, we, you know, we talked about the overall quality last week, so we knew they were good. I still think like, Buddha is top three they're or four. here to play. You know no what doubt. I mean? Like, um, and, and people that you didn't think about at all. Right. Um, I think May we're very, yeah, we're yeah. very impressive in this episode. So, uh, I, I agree with the second part more than the first part. Um, 
I was worried for Dawn after last week. How could you not be? She was frantic and messy and late again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think, if not lateness, the uh, franticness and messiness, but a little bit of the lateness because she didn't have enough time to cook her rice properly on the first day, which made it sort of impossible to rescue on the second day. And she picked a rice for the wrong reasons, right? Like, she did like, not rice, I think, yeah. She just, she was frantic and messy. And I mean messy not literally, but, uh, you know, uh, metaphorically, I guess. Um, colloquially, if you will. She just, it was like she was starting all over for the first time, having never done Top Chef again. Uh, previously, I mean. And and yeah. I think that that's what cost her ultimately. Um, so I was not super surprised. I was disappointed, but I guess I knew that was a danger with Dawn. And I would say Buddha still whooped ass, and Sarah still um, surprised everyone with the flavor of something that was like weird and brown. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know that Sarah, like I I'm rooting for Sarah. I, I enjoy Sarah, but I don't know that Sarah's winning this thing. No, and she was never going to, right? So I think a lot of the chefs that I clocked as dangerous early have been have been good, if not winning. Um, certainly Buddha has been pretty much good at every turn, and someone always makes a, an astounded remark about just the level of cookery in whatever he does every single challenge. So, like, I still think he is as much a favorite as anybody. Um, I will say... Obviously, the North African contingent is not to be trifled with. No. I was also very impressed by Tom. Yes. Cruise ship Tom. I don't think we really talked about him last week. He did very well. Well, we did because he did the carrots, right? I mean, we talked about the carrots. You're right. You're right. The carrots were impressive. Yeah. Uh, We we did mention that. I think Dale might be a threat. Dale to – for Dale to – make kanji for the first time and knock it out of the park whilst dawn made it for not the first time and failed i think was also part of what made her the ultimate choice to be sent home yeah um, i mean Don's deserving go home too right like he, i thought i thought dawn was going home and she was and you can sort of tell by the way bob just said it she's like yeah yes. you know yeah we don't like we don't want to do this but we need to do this yeah um, I think Padma definitely has a little bit of like go Top Chef USA contestants in her heart. Yeah. Um, and I did wonder about uh, another North African winning when the North African judge was the guest judge. Uh, <laughs> but She's ultimately, South- wasn't she? What's that? She's South African. Was she? I thought yes, she too. was the host of Top Chef North Africa. I believe it was Top Chef South Africa. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Um, so. But either way, he was like everyone had him top five or something, right? Like, I think there is a top five to seven that is shaping up somewhat over the first couple episodes. I will say, like, May was the biggest surprise to me, probably, in terms of someone who has pretty consistently been part of that top five or seven. She's so unassuming. She's very, um, she's very and and but but like they have there has been at least a component of her dish that has wowed the judges at 
I think every single, you know, all four like cooking moments so far. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the, uh, the Ritz cracker challenge was one of maybe the better sponsorship examples. On really? This show. Well, yeah. how, you mean like in terms of being obvious and obnoxious or in terms of like it working out to be a good challenge? I think both. Like, oh, I, <laughs> I did not like it. I, was I like, man, they really got their money's worth. Like got some real stories from people about the Ritz crackers. And then, yes. And then I thought it was like, I mean, everyone serves some really interesting looking food on top of those Ritz crackers. You know what I mean? I don't know. See, I found it. I found that it almost kind of was all looked the same to me to a degree other than <laughs> like other than quantity like Amar for some reason put six crackers worth of stuff on one cracker which was a, a strange choice and every time someone hands the judges something that makes them go like oh you did that and they and they with pride knowing it's a thing they've been criticized for in the past are like hey it's me it's like you idiot if you knew why'd you do it <laughs> like you knew they weren't gonna like an overstuffed ritz cracker in fact almost every comment you heard on the actual television program was about the proportion of food to cracker yeah in uh in both good or bad um, yes exactly I, I was really impressed by dale making a uh plantain battered cod that was remarkable uh, like that is i mean there and i think that maybe has been the most noteworthy thing is how many just like holy hell i can't believe person a pulled off dish c there have been a lot of those moments in each challenge um i actually think you know i don't know if there has been a weak link so much as there have been just like a group of people who've made mistakes. Um, but I think what has been most noteworthy about this season in through two episodes is just how many wow reactions there are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's cool seeing all these different palettes and perspectives. Yeah. You know? I did um, enjoy the uh, Italian lady being like, I'm not making risotto again. You must be crazy. <laughs> I I like that too. Um, I also like. I didn't realize, and that's. I think this is one of these things that this season of the show is teaching me. It's like there's a couple of these every week. I I didn't realize that Germans don't eat rice, or Did well, well uh, Germans or poles. I mean, I poles. I, I the poles. Honestly, for some reason, is a little easier for me to see. Like I'm like, oh yeah, they're potato people, but I guess Germans are the same, right? Well, Germans are cabbage people. Yeah, but cab. I mean, cabbage, cabbage isn't even a starch. <laughs> like it is like a. It, it is a base though, for stuff, yeah. for sauces and flavors and stuff. Um, and I and and Germans have like spetzel and stuff like that, which I guess is either potato or like like a. a, a you know what you know what spetzel is. Yeah, uh, or do I know? Like, I mean, I've seen a spetzel. Do yeah. you ask if I know what's in it? I don't know that I can tell you exactly. What's no, in it. I, I just meant, did you know what it was? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. but anyway, there's the, there are other starches, but yeah, I guess they don't so much do. I think much of Eastern Europe is not super ricey, although there are exceptions to that. Yeah, it seemed like they everyone was a little bit willing to give Sylvia a break. <laughs> yep, and I'm glad because I, I, as I think I've said quite enjoy her i just i there's something i mean i am you know half polish practically 
Um, and <laughs> there is something just delightful to me about the way put the Polish accent comes out, which is, you know, and Sylvia's the best example because she's such a cheery, positive person. But that accent in Eng- English just can't help but sound kind of like harsh and um, dour. So she's saying these cheery things in this tremendous Polish accent. I just love it. I I, yep. I find her delightful on TV. So I'm glad she's still there. Um, and, and I think, as we both said, Dawn deserved to go home. Especially even if you looked at the collection of the two episodes. Like, I think she she had the least success. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, just from a, yeah. I mean, I think it's almost indisputable, really. Um, you know, she just, she she's tended to be a person that kind of needed to get into her groove and it just didn't happen for her on, uh, on this one. There is something else I want to talk about. Me too. So you do yours first. Is it? Does yours have to do with shopping? It sure does. <laughs> I thought this was a, uh, a a nice rebound episode for Gabri in general. Yeah, but that uh, thing. Hold on, that's like Chekhov's money lending. I, I don't. <laughs> is that a thing you can do? That was my is exactly what I wrote down. I've never seen it on Top Chef before, and I was frankly really surprised that they allowed it i was so, sure that at the end it was going to be like but gabri cheated so he is actually <laughs> exactly and i wonder <laughs> if that is still gonna happen because they don't it says like your budget is 200 pounds right so like maybe i maybe i have never understood what that means maybe it means they hand each person 200 pounds in cash and if you don't use it give it to whoever or pocket it or i i don't know man but i was shocked that that did not come back up and i wonder if it still will i was surprised but it's also very top chefy right i i feel like for them to well, allow they won which is incredible like- What's incredible yeah. is she did help him. He did make a great dish, and she still beat his ass. <laughs> she still beat him, and she's like, "I'm not. I wasn't going to use this money. What, right. Like, you know." So, um. yeah, I love that though. You know, <laughs> like um, why not? Why not let him have it? And right. I, I did love that too. And it, it, a real credit to her. Like, I mean, what an episode? What an episode for me, man. She kind of knocked it out in every phase, even 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 the Whole Foods phase. Yeah, and I love when she was like, just because I have elimination, I still want to make the best thing I can make. So, boom. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. And she did. Did I say elimination or I meant immunity? What did I say? Immunity. Yeah. Yeah. And $10,000. Yeah, man. man. Big episode. Good week. <laughs> um, all right. So, I, you know, I, I feel like we're getting maybe a little bit more of a sense of what's going to tape shape. Um uh, and, and like I said, I, I, I'm looking at some chefs differently. I, I still like the chefs that I liked l- last week. And I do think uh, Begonia uh, Begonia is, I feel, maybe a little bit more of just a wild card now than I uh-huh. thought last week. Well, like because I said I last week, it was something very different cooking wise from everyone else. And I, and I think the judges like that. They seem to be into it. You know what I, I mean? Well, well, and she's a Michelin star chef. Like, it's not just that they like it, she's obviously 
incredible at what she does, right? But um, like I said last week, like both of the, the opening challenges were sort of catered directly to what she does, right? So I think over time, as things are less and less in her comfort zone, obviously she's a great chef. It'll be interesting to see whether she continues to be a wild card or just starts to shine through across everything. Well, and do we do we know? I mean, I'm getting the feeling that she just does not cook with me, right? It's certainly not her specialty, right? I mean, I think we uh, can say that. Yeah, I mean, I think we can say that, and, and uh, you know, I mean, she said her restaurant's very vegetable forward. I don't right. think she's had a protein in any of her dishes, right? Yeah, I don't know if so she's this- had an actual protein. Well, for for the. Yeah, I guess none of her group had protein in the in the quick fire either. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I'm I'll be I'll be curious to see how that plays out as the season goes. I feel like they've had vegetarian chefs on Top Chef before, though. I don't I don't think it's a first. Yeah, probably not. And I don't know if she's vegetarian. I don't think they've said that. Um, but she clearly wants to cook vegetable forward, and and that that can be fine. It's just like. At some point, they will do meat specialty stuff, right? So it'll be interesting to see how she's very specific. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out for her over the course yeah. of the season. It could be as soon as next week. I feel like because she, because um, they're doing pub food next week, right? You, you know. Yeah, I mean, she could she probably like to do all vegetarian pub food. <laughs> she could probably do something built around, you know, cheese fries or chips or whatever, and and like a. I don't know. Are there pub salads? Maybe not. <laughs> I do not think there are pub salads. <laughs> so she could probably do like a shepherd's pie or something without the meat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe. Hers, hers is the food I most want to try so far. I think. Oh um, well, I'm still. I would. Buddha is, for me, Buddha's the guy I'd want to eat the most. Uh, yeah. yeah, with Gabri, yeah. with Gabri, a, an honorable mention as well as Begonia, because um, I do love Mexican cuisine. It's probably yeah. My favorite. Um, and he seems like he's doing some really interesting stuff with it. So I mean, the fact that he pulled off a mole they really liked in a few hours, um, and a risotto is a pretty good sign. <laughs> yeah. What did he say? Fifty-four ingredients yeah. in the mole. Yeah. So right, and he made risotto, and they loved it. That yeah. was uh, an underrated part of that dish, actually. for sure. <laughs> for sure, especially so. given yeah the the overall unevenness of the rice cookery throughout the competition. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, I right. was a little oh. surprised, quite honestly, mm-hmm. how many people blew it cooking in in the rice cookery because you had the choice of any rice, and like yeah. I get okay, maybe Tom and Sylvia haven't cooked any of that rice very much, but you would have thought at some point of becoming a significant chef, you would have made some rice and like, just pick the rice you're most comfortable with for fuck's sake. Like if like Dawn choosing a rice that was both difficult to work with and not necessarily something she had worked with a lot was just crazy. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, Dale was like, "I I think this is I think this sushi rice would be good." <laughs> right. And like, and but was- at least at least he thought about like, what's the rice thing I'm going to be most comfortable with? And and you know, I don't know. It just it made sense. 
in a way that Dawn's thinking did not to me. Um, indeed. Well, and that's why that's why she went home. And this is the thing, right? Is like in a rice challenge specifically. Like if you're doing a challenge with a specific meat or a specific vegetable, then like the flavor of that specific meat or vegetable needs to be the centerpiece and enhanced and and focused on as much as possible. If you're doing a rice challenge, she kept saying like, oh, well, the the black rice leaches some incredible subtle notes of flavor into whatever, whatever. And I'm like, honestly, nobody cares, Don. They care if the rice is cooked properly. Yes. So cook the rice and flavor it with everything else. If the texture of the dish is fucked up, which it clearly seemed to be, Right. Uh, I'm not overcoming that with notes of whatever. Right. And 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 the, and that's the thing about the rice is like the texture if it's a rice-based challenge, the first thing everyone is thinking about when they put it in their mouth is the texture of the rice. Yep. And then yep. they want the flavor, but that could come from anywhere. It's the texture of the rice that's the like key component of choosing your rice. So she just chose a bad rice. Yeah, especially with this group, right? Like they're yeah. they're particular for cooking your rice, right? So, and you um, know that You're, that is a well-established fact. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, I thought London also looked even, you know, even for London looked amazing in this episode. The the gardens wow. were fantastic. So far in both episodes, they have. This is going to be. This is uh, they're saving these videos for the tourism bureau, undoubtedly. Yeah. From the so, double decker bus to uh, to the beautiful botanical gardens to every everywhere they go, they are going to the toilet bowl later this season though, so that that won't be so <laughs> the toilet bowl. That's uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for those of you that don't speak Arsenal fan. Um, I'm suddenly surrounded by Arsenal fans, and it, it makes it's starting <laughs> to make me uncomfortable. There's there's more of them popping up every day. Let me tell you, mm. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I say to them. Yeah. Um all right. Uh, should we talk about the the challenge? Um I look I get Try it, starting though. to actively support a team in a year where it's uh, can't score a fucking goal, you know what I'm saying? That's Poor you. That's Poor what you, you. Do for a real fan. You just have to you just gonna have to gut through the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that win streak. In that your, is the product down, of a three game win streak. Finally figuring things out. Uh, ironically, uh, a, a player who is merely on loan for likely only the rest of the season seems to be at the center of the figuring it out. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed. Hope they play Polisic more. That's all he's going to be. He's going to be very available. So if you, if you want to spend the money, that's going to be the question. I just wonder after all the money they have already spent, whether they want to spend. Because Joe mm-hmm. Felix is going to cost a lot of money. It doesn't seem like they're running out. Also, you basically bought. Uh, well, we, we talk about this off the pot. <laughs> we yeah. get, we get way yeah. the reads on Chelsea. Yeah. So, um, but you've already got a guy coming in who I think is awesome. That's, I that's know what you've told me that. You've told me that. Okay. Um, you know, Real Madrid's going to be tough for you guys, but that's another story. I uh, this challenge episode. Look, I, I I get that we have a little bit of a pared down cast, but to not give us a Week two to not give us a, an episode with the daily challenge and an elimination is it's lame, right? Like there was a lot of workout mon- montages and pool time in this episode. No. Yeah. I like, didn't know what to write down in the notes. Um, there was, 
this was an entire episode about John A. choosing Kellyanne. And, like, I had already written down in the notes last week, John A. obviously needs to throw Kellyanne under the bus. Like, it's time. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know that it was worthy of it. And I... You know, it's weird because... I feel like the challenge knows what it is good at. And for some reason it is, it, it's not doing what it's best at in these sort of attempts to branch the brand out. Does that make sense? And at least with, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why you need a whole episode to focus on the Kellyanne and uh, John A. drama. It, it to me, was a 10-minute storyline that you could have woven into a full episode of the challenge. But I guess we should have known when there was no elimination in the second episode that they were going to draw this thing out. Yeah, maybe we should have seen it coming. I don't know. I, the only other reason, the only other thing I could think of, right, is that obviously Kellyanne came, is coming back to the house. Um, so... You know, maybe it's a thing that is, you know, setting up, uh, you know, kind of narrative for for future episodes as well, right? The, well, the, clearly the, it is. I mean, so. obviously there's going to be some drama. Kellyanne is full blown crazy, um, just always has been. She, uh, it, it was one of her best assets as a challenge player. To be honest, is that she's wildly unpredictable. The problem is that it also makes it tough for her to keep honestly it what well, it only ma- it makes it tough for her to keep friends in the game is what i was going to say but that's only true because she takes it all so personally um, she does friends in the game clearly still well like and and i think i think john a is like not not her friend she just had to make a move that wasn't saving her like i don't know how dirty did you yeah. think john a was here uh, well look all right, so I have some questions. The biggest of which is like, if you're gonna do the the Nelson thing, do the Nelson thing, right? Like, it's weird that she went on his signal. Obviously, she can't say I had a signal. You know what I mean? But she didn't say anything about giving Nelson who he wanted to compete against, right? Which ostensibly was her sort of get out of jail card in this decision. Right. So well, part of it was weird. That was uh, weird, but she kept because she kept saying she was going to say it, but you never actually saw her say it to Kellyanne, and so I wondered if like that just happened off camera for some reason. I don't know. In terms of the dirtiness of it, I do. I, I think less dirty than the decision was to go to her and say I'm not going to do this, and then turn around and do it. That that's the one part where right. I'm with Kellyanne a little bit. Like, no, yeah. I agree. I agree with that. There is a there is a like crappiness to seeming like you're making friends and then immediately turning around and and throwing her in but also like i don't think you would have been better off throwing um uh what's his face uh who who were they up against for elimination uh ben ha and jody in for that challenge do you um, who knows? Who, I mean, I mean it's a weird was one. so bad, it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I, anybody would have beaten Nelson at that because he was... The thing is... um I feel terrible if, for Nelson. If you throw if you throw Jody and Benha in there, 
then you are guaranteeing that Australia is down or that Argentina is down to two. Right. So there is that. You but know what's what I mean? the point of that? Argentina um, are the weakest people there. Right. That you continue to can that you can just continue to pick them off, and everybody can kind of at that point gang up on them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but I don't know that there is a huge benefit to that at this point in the game. Yeah, I don't know either. And obviously, people are playing with other motivations than countries. Clearly, as everyone keeps saying. Well, so. no one is saying it except West one time. Like this is not a team game, you guys. It's it's. The, the whole representing the United States or representing Great Britain thing is a load of BS. Every, every team for themselves is how this is going to work. Yeah. So, you know. And if it's not working that way now, it will definitely be out and out working that way shortly. So, exactly. Exactly. Um, and in that context, like, I don't think I would be anxious to eliminate as many Argentinians as possible. I think I'd rather keep as many around. Yeah, yeah, which is which is maybe the way you would have said that instead of the way that Kelly said it. Kelly had said it, which pissed off all the strong people in the game. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Ultimately, like what made John A. throw her in, besides like making an ally in Nelson, I think, which doesn't turn out to help anybody, uh, is she she just can't shut up all over the house all the time. So, like, if you work with her, you're almost guaranteeing that your shit's going to be in the streets sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, like, that's uh, what John A. is right about, is, like, Kellyanne being there was never going to make her game easier. Yeah. yeah. Fortress is just, like, I'm in a bit of a pickle. It's like, yeah. well, welcome to every week, every week of the show for you for here on out. That's right. And he keeps <laughs> trying to be like, yo, bring it down a notch, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, I actually think he's doing it in a reasonably respectful way. Like he is trying, right? He's, he's being very British and charming about it, but yeah. I don't think it's getting him anywhere. No, because again, she is full blown crazy. She's not. She's not just playing a game. She's nuts. I don't know if I'm supposed yeah. to say these things in the in the climate <laughs> we live in, but 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 That's but in in the most strong. colloquial. She's- very high strung is what I would say. Yeah, and she is she cannot keep her mouth shut. She is incapable of being selective with what she shares in terms of her thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Well, and there's like and I do think some of it is just vibes. You know what I mean? Like just she's giving off an energy, I think, that makes other people uncomfortable. Yes, a, a frantic, anxious energy. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. And I, that part I think she would get and maybe be insulted by, but that's just what I'm seeing. <laughs> yeah, that's what is on our televisions. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just calling it like I see it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Kellyanne. No I offense a, intended. I didn't have a line of the week this week, but I really enjoyed Wes taking his <laughs> poor rookie Zara. Like, Hilarious. Quizzing her through the plan, you know. No, that is not what we would do. We right, would root for both teams. Sides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like so confused. <laughs> uh, he is a gem, folks. Do like, not do not sleep on that team. Lands like, elected for a reason, you know. Yeah, but uh, yep. I, I do think they're going to be part of the attack from Kellyanne. Like she's coming back angry, and I think. She's going after Wes in addition to Jeanne. Oh, you do? 
Because yes. Wes was, Wes was like, I get why she's mad. You know what I mean? Which I... Yes, but he also was part of voting her into the elimination pairing in the first place. And the, well, yeah, I guess that's true. So, um, good luck, good luck, Kellyanne against Wes. <laughs> well, good luck against anybody. Like uh, the the irony of Kellyanne's fury is like she when is she ha- when and in what way will she have power other than the power to ruin people's days by being uh, dis- uh, disruptive. Yeah, look, and that's the other thing is that I think a fair amount of this comes from sort of her uh, – is, is her reaction to being last picked basically, right? So And, and yeah, and like as a team, relatively impotent uh, to be able to respond to anything. Yeah. Speaking of last picked, um, <sighs> tough season for our guy Nelson, man. Just Yeah, and, and apparently a car accident this week that left him yeah. all stitched up and rods inside him and whatnot. It looks pretty serious, uh, not like life-threatening serious. He but. seems, yeah, he seems to be not life-threatened, but also heavily uh, surgeried. Um, so I can't imagine we'll see him particularly soon. But hopefully, he will make it back to the challenge eventually. Like uh, he's a lovable character. And, yeah, I look unless he's no longer able to like move and be Nelson. I, I, I you'll see him again. He's he's coming back for it. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know how like how badly you have to break your ankle to not be able to do the challenge anymore. Is it something I don't have the answer to? But uh, but hopefully (laughs) he's alive and hopefully (laughs) everything will be fine and he'll make a full recovery. Uh, But shout out Nelson. But rough season, man. That was uh, that was one of the worst elimination performances I can recall. He was truly terrible. I also think like that was a challenge where he would have needed a teeny tiny woman and who is like, like she's a teeny like, tiny woman right it isn't seems like Hui? she's at least a little bit tall no she like didn't she, help him though because she did not she was not very good at just riding that platform right as and i feel like I, i'm saying he needed like he needed like jasmine small or like you know <laughs> <laughs> like he needed someone like obviously teeny tiny he just didn't he's too small to and also be i think his height hurt him because it, it was harder for him to reach up and get a good grip as it was swinging but also he behaved like a silly moron uh as well so you know you can't give him too much of a break in terms of his performance there no 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 breaks for him because he kept stopping the damn sled. Yeah. <laughs> and like he may not have been able to reach it very well but you didn't have to keep stopping its momentum every single time no, and it's like, aren't you watching over there? Like, like look at them, like right in front of you, <laughs> yeah, right in front like, of you. Yeah, they keep getting, they keep getting things. You should try what they're doing. Yeah, um, yeah, it was just bad, just bad. And the fact that we, that was all we got. That was the only competition we got in this whole episode. Yeah, disappointing. Lame. Yeah, lame. Come on, challenge. You know, we can do. There's, a, there's a certain level you can do better. From you. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I, I. Since we didn't have really anything good for line of the week, I did want to um, shout out uh, the fact that we haven't had to deal with yes at all so far through uh, <laughs> three episodes. I so much more than you do. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I I just, but I do enjoy that you dislike Wes. So so keep it up. <laughs> like yes to me yes, is sorry, just me. he is just. I just don't buy it. You know what I mean? Um, 
No, I think he's really like that, actually. I, I okay, but also like he has he has then he's also made some moves in in the challenge. Like it's not like he doesn't hasn't ever done some sneaky stuff too, or sure, or sure. whatever. Like he, you know, he plays I, the game. Yeah, he's he's there to play the game too. And and then, but then he'll say things about like honor and whatnot, and and I I find it a little hard to stomach. Anyway, um, there I I say that really to bring up the fact that the, another notable thing here to me is I feel that way about like half the cast. They they've like barely been on the show. Maybe that's just the nature of the early parts of the season, and and the fact that like some of the lesser yeah. teams have gotten more of the attention for obvious reasons, but. Uh, it's another thing about a show with no action also did not feature a lot of characters. Yeah. I mean, it's true. We didn't get a Kiki shout out at all this week. So what does that tell you? Yeah. No Kiki at all. That's exactly right. That's exactly the sort of thing I'm talking about. Um, and Sarah, while I think, I don't think either of us necessarily hate her as much as, as she seems to want to be hated. Like she Are you really, sure? kind of hate her a little bit <laughs> yeah maybe maybe we do but i i i gotta say she and i'm not even sure it's it's like a heavy hand on the edit but like she just plays herself right into one of the most sort of obvious villain edits in that i can think of on this show yeah like she's, historically she's doing a lot man she is she's doing a lot so busy and it's all so cloak and dagger like the, just the way she talks about the challenge sounds like she is an actual fucking spy talking about murdering people you know what i mean like it just has this sinister air yeah well it's all very survivory you know what i mean um but See, i, I never watched survivor in my life not a single episode so i i really have no understanding of them there's a decent number, right, of Survivor players in this game. I wonder if they uh, they try to get themselves together at some point. Right, Danny was a Survivor, right? And Ben aren't is they, a Survivor. And Ben, aren't they already basically together? Like, aren't, aren't yeah, yeah, they, they kind of are really? Yeah. yeah. So, I uh, the, the what we know though that I don't know if the Survivor survivors do know is that like uh, it's too early for significant alliances to even have formed yet. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's all going to shake up more before concrete alliances are formed. In this yeah, get game. to the half, get to the halfway. Yeah, right. And then yeah. you kind of start. Then you'll you tell know. me who your real alliance is. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know, we got some work to do here on this season of the challenge, but I'm I'm not I'm uh still bullish long term. Hundred uh, percent. And it's it's not that this wasn't enjoyable. It just left something to be desired. Yeah, give us, give us, look, give us two challenges. It's not that hard. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, just a normal episode is fine. Just, just please deliver on the promise of a normal episode of the challenge. Yeah, I don't ask that much. <laughs> and if you're not giving us two challenges, there better be a damn good reason. You know, that's all I'm saying. All yeah, right? I think that. Yeah, we have like, 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 if someone had thrown a punch and got sent home throughout all of this, then maybe we would feel differently. Right, hundred percent. 100% with you on that. Um, all right. Uh, should we get to uh, homework? I think it's about that time. All right. I got I to gotta switch my notes pages here. Okay. We've got um, uh, a new show called Swarm. Not The Swarm, right? Just Swarm. 
Um, yeah, and that's that is apparently on an Amazon. important distinction. Yeah, because I guess there's another show called The Swarm. But anyway, I we're just so. watching the No The Swarm. Uh, it is uh, created by Do- Donald Glover and stars Dominique Fishback, who you may remember uh, from uh, uh, the, the porn show that we liked. That uh, I yes, the, just the, lost. The, I just lost the, the name of it. It's the, the The Deuce. The Deuce. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the Swarm is a German television show. Okay. But Swarm dropped today, Friday, on uh, Amazon Prime. They're being a little bit mysterious about it, so uh, I can't tell you too much more than as that. As is Donald Glover's <laughs> nature, uh, it is on Wikipedia listed as a black comedy, drama, psychological horror thriller. Yeah. Okay. That could yeah. be a lot of things. I, I really like Dominic Fishback, though, so I'm, I'm excited to see what she can do. Uh, the Little Mermaid, uh, Billy Irish, Paris Jackson, all appearing in... Supporting roles. You say Billie Eilish? I did. Rory Culkin as well. Um, Paris Jackson, huh? But the Little Mermaid, Chloe Bailey. Yeah. Um, other why than that, you, which, why, you should be more excited. I, why should I be more excited? <laughs> I don't know. How about the Little Mermaid? She's the Little Mermaid. She got a whole segment of the Oscars, for God's sakes. It was, that was weird, by the way. Like so they're just, just here's a here's a commercial. Here's Disney. Well, there were a bunch of ads. There were just Warner Brothers. There were commercials. Yeah. For, like I don't know. I was not into that. Not at no. That. It was. I. That's why, why I. How long the show is? That's why I referenced it exactly. Like this is why the show is long. It and that's what's so dumb about the like adding and cutting categories all the time and the playing people off the stage is like it's the bullshit. That's why this show is so long. It's the bullshit stuff that you guys insist on doing all the time. It's yeah. like a speech from the goddamn president of the academy. Guess who's interested in that? Nobody. <laughs> right. Which led into a commercial for the museum. Um, yeah, exactly. Stop Stop giving us commercials, and then maybe you'll get the right, show in under three hours. Get under three. Um, all right. Um Lucky Hank is the new Bob Odenkirk show on AMC. Wait so, a second. Hey. It's the Little Mermaid's sister. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hallie ba- Bailey. That's the golly. That's uh, all very confusing. They look yeah. alike. It, it's Hallie Bailey who is the Little Mermaid. It's Chloe Bailey. Uh, they, they were a musical duo for in their, was it Disney or Nickelodeon days? Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Thank yeah, you. My bad. Speaking of uh, Disney Nickelodeon days, we're gonna watch a Disney movie um, called Chang Can Dunk, um, which is about a kid named Chang who who bets that he can dunk by the end of the school year. Um, fun. It does sound, actually sound fun. <laughs> I kind of like the previews of it. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, that's your homework this week. Of course, another episode of Top Chef and uh, Challenge as well. So we got Swarm, Lucky Hank, Chang Can Dunk. Um, and I think my mom has a, a strongly worded email coming your way, Kolsky. Really? Yeah, she she she's got some some questions about your your women talking take from last week. So be really? on be on the that. Yeah, strongly worded though. <laughs> strongly worded. She 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 has some stuff to say. Okay. Um, am I going to receive it directly, or are you going to deliver it to me out loud on next week's podcast? <laughs> I'll probably send it to you. I think I'm assuming I don't have it yet, so. Okay. Um, All right. But she was she was excited. She wanted me to let you know. So I'm I'm letting you know. I'm excited. Shout out to moms. I mean I I'm 
I'm nervous, but excited. <laughs> okay. Yeah, me too. See how it goes. All right. Bye. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. So long, everybody. And do me a favor. Have yourself a tremendous evening.